up, everybody, and welcome back to the Field Guys podcast, where reality is augmented. Right. Max, I'm, I'm working on intros. You got to give okay. me some credit. Well, uh, I'll help you out a little bit. Uh, what you been up to this week? I've been up to this week? Yeah. Man. I haven't done anything, Max. Oh, anything. No, I, built, I built a fort. You built a fort. Yeah, my basement. Let me hear about it. It's really good, actually. Yeah? I Okay. So first, what I we have one of those um, love sack couches where right. you can like take them apart and move them around. I, like I know exactly beds. what you're talking about, right? Right. Okay. So what I did was I took it all apart and I moved everything to the side, like all the different sections and the cushions that kind of everything aside. So that we had just a huge open space in my basement. Right. And then what I did was I took like the bottom parts, like the foundations of the couch, okay. and I built them make like the outline mm-hmm. and then i used the cushions or no and then what i did was i tied the blankets up to make like a big a big canvas kind of thing okay put that on top and it, it was like heavy so i started to fall so what i did was i stood the cushions up like the stiff because you know how the bottom cushions of a couch are always more stiff and then right. the, the ones you sit back on are like the softer ones yeah so i used the stiffer ones to stand up the blankets make like like a, a bigger and more i want to say inviting roof it was more roomy okay and then with my birthday money which was on march 15th by the way shout out me wow. i i bought this huge memory foam beanbag chair so there's like they're like two halves of my of my fork there's the back part and the front part mm-hmm. front part's like the living area where everyone congregates and and hangs out together and that's where the beanbag chair is it's like it's like five feet in circumference it's gigantic yeah and then i have the back part and the back part is where you sleep and work and and eat is this uh fort still running is it still up it is actually my mom is annoyed actually she tried to get me to take it down wow i defend it it's like fort knox over there max it's not are you how much time are you spending in this fort? I don't leave it, Max. Okay. Do, do you sleep in, do you <laughs> sleep in the fort? No, it's scary in my basement. I don't like ah, right. I actually, no. Very it, scary. Sounds, it sounds silly, Max, but I yeah. actually, I get scared at night by myself. Well, that's just awful. You know, I've been, uh, I've been learning the guitar, Cameron. I'm, I'm being pretty productive. You get ready for this. In? Get How ready for this. Okay. I know six chords. Actually, you know what? Six I think chords, I know Max. seven. Wow. I think I just learned my seventh today. We're learning Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. We're making a lot of progress. Uh, are most I'm songs like four chords? Yeah, well, I think the ones I've looked at have been two or three. I'm starting off easy, but uh, yeah. I'm very I'm proud of you. Yeah. All right. It, you want to you wanna talk about some sports? I'm sure people do I not sure get do. on this podcast to, to learn about sports and guitar. Max. We could band together and make an artistic community. What is an artistic community? <laughs> like, I'll focus on the community aspect, like the, like the town and the foundations. And then you'll right. need the art part. The art It'll be part. like, like the, because you play like 18 different things. Right. And you'll, you'll, you'll be like this, you'll uh, create all like the music of the land. And that is... <laughs> That is what our community will focus on. Remember how I told you I was watching Step Brothers? Yeah, I felt weird about that movie. 
I know, but their whole thing was like, what, what was the name? But the whole oh yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're gonna do that. We're gonna be forty years old. Hey, and it, it worked that. out. It worked out in the movie. Yeah, yeah it did. Well, all right, let's hop into some sports. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Jameis Winston is obviously a free agent. Um, he was cut once the uh, Bucks signed Tom Brady. Um, so but his former QB coach, Clyde Christensen, um, was interviewed on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And um, Pat asked him, like, hey, do you think Jameis is going to become an elite QB? Do you think he's going to get better? And he said yes. And I, uh, I kind of I agree with him, to be honest. I mean, Winston has never really had the opportunity to get settled down, right? He's had okay. three different head coaches, three different OCs in five years so the scheme the offense is always changing um so maybe if he can find somewhere where he can get really settled down i mean there's no there's i can chance. certainly there's a chance it. if if the laser eye surgery actually ends up like making a difference because <laughs> yeah. the people also forget the fact that apparently he was playing with like blind which yeah. is impressive um mm-hmm. but it's not like he didn't have weapons in Tampa like yeah. he had Mike Evans and he had this amazing offense and Bruce Arians who is an offensive coach yeah so it's not like he had this excuse like oh I didn't have a like a, a good team around me he had weapons so there's not really a huge excuse for throwing 30 interceptions um I mean also like what else is his coach gonna say like is is his quarterback coach can be like nah he sucks like you like when you're on a talk show like that just because of like just pr and the way that the sports world is you're gonna say yes just like to not play politics like that that's what the patriots have always been so good at like 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 playing politics and always staying on like the non-emotional levels Mm -hmm. so he's not gonna say like no this guy can't play or no he's a bad quarterback He's going to yeah, say yeah. yes. I think he can become a very good quarterback, and he, he can become a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, I think, need to go right for him. Yeah. I think a change of scenery can definitely help him. And we saw Ryan Tannehill this year. That came out of nowhere, right? Sure. Um, That's true. But, I mean, Winston definitely had weapons. There's no disputing that. Um, he had, what, like five over 5,000 yards uh, throwing yeah. this season. And, I mean – he, ha- he has the talent. He has the ability. He's just got to improve his decision-making, I think. He, he needs – I think he needs more maturity because that's also something you see across the t- – uh, like, across the deck with, with good quarterbacks. And we talked about this last time where teams are starting to look for uh, players that have maturity and have that decision-making, right? So that's why the Colts got Phillip Rivers. That's why the Bucks got Brady. That's mm-hmm. why the Panthers got Teddy Bridgewater. It's because they're not the most physical, physically talented. They're not the most insane throwers of the ball. But they have good decision-making. They learn the playbook. They put their heads down and work. So yeah. I think that's what Winston needs to learn how to do. Like, that's why Cam Newton's not signed yet. Because he's, he's physically gifted. But he has never been known for his maturity or, or his decision-making. Yeah. And maybe you so, can find that coach that can really – you know, settle him down, improve that maturity, and then he can take that step forward. 
because he really hasn't – I mean, he had Bruce Arians, but he hasn't had a coach for more than, what, like two, three years mm-hmm. at a time. Um, so I think that definitely hurt him. But speaking of Tom Brady, um, it was reported that um, he's not bringing his own playbook to Tampa. He's going to develop the Bruce Arians offense. What do should. we think of that? I mean, we saw Peyton Manning bring his playbook to Denver, and obviously mm-hmm. that worked out for him pretty well. Um, what do we think of Tom Brady um, just using Bruce Arians' offense? He'll be fine. I, he's going to be fine. He's going to learn the playbook pretty easily. Um, I don't know if the lack – because I, I, by this point, I don't see OTAs happening. It, yeah, um, they're, I think it's been reported that they're not happening, actually. So I don't know if that will help or hurt him. Mm-hmm. But I, Brady is – his football IQ is off the charts. Um, and I'd also assume just by the amount of time he's played – and the size and complexity of the Patriots system, I, I'd assume that the Bruce Arians playbook won't be too much of a leap for him. And most yeah. of the plays mm-hmm. he's probably either seen before or played before. Because mm-hmm. the Patriots developed different play styles and different playbooks, like almost for every team they played. So I can't imagine that there are too many plays on there where he's just never seen them or there's a system on there that he's never seen before. So I can't imagine this is too hard of a transition. Yeah, and he can definitely throw his own spin on some of the plays. I think he can definitely improve that playbook. And it's easier for one person to learn an offense than 20 people to learn a new offense. Um, So I think it's the right move, kind of a selfless move. I like it by Brady. Um, So that's that. Um, You want to move on to Tua talk? There's been been some Tua talk. A lot today. Which is insane. Not today, this week, but yeah. Tua is kind of the sports world right now. <laughs> he is. He's saving everyone. Yeah. Um, so, um, one thing I've seen, we can answer this question. I don't think it's going to happen. Do we think Tua is going to drop out of the top five? No. No. I haven't but, heard. Uh, but the I, one, I didn't know where those rumors came from because I heard people talk about like, oh, I've heard of rumors of dropping out of the top five, but I've never then heard someone can like agree with that. So I don't know where this rumor came from that dropping out. I think it's just with, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing, he's had injury history. They can't really get their team doctors doctors out there to test him. So teams might be, you know, hesitant to draft that draft him. And, you know, we're seeing that maybe happen with the dolphins. All right. Oh, the dolphins are, if this is, if the dolphins really, aren't like are having hesitancy about Tua it it doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. because Joe Burrow I I feel like he needs to be the number one pick oh for sure right but I think Tua is a is the better prospect so this is like the Mm -hmm. rare occurrence of it's better to not have the number one pick this year because it gives you an excuse to draft the better prospect yeah, and for them to get Joe Burrow, I mean, they'd have to give up, like, so many picks. Right. So this would be perfect for the Bengals because yeah. the Dolphins also have, like, like six picks in the top 70, I think. Like, it's like six mm-hmm. or seven. Yeah. So they're going to trade up. If, if this does happen, they'd be trading up to get the number one spot. 
They'd be giving up a bunch of future picks and valuable picks at that. Mm -hmm. And they'd be getting, in my eyes, the worst, the worst. That's not saying like anything bad against Burrow. I I think Mm -hmm. Burrow is a franchise quarterback and he's great. He's going to be fine. But Tua, I think, is the kind of player who changes a franchise. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why you would give stuff up to downgrade. Yeah, I think they're both quarterbacks that can change a franchise. It's just the Dolphins would be giving up, I think, like a lot of their future. I mean, you see they're building a really strong team right now, and they have a lot of draft picks, so they can really um, advance you know, their future and really turn into a win-now mode. If they give up a lot of draft picks, I think they're taking a step backwards. And I think, um, I don't think Joe Burrow's, I don't know, any better. I, I, I go back and forth. I don't know which one I like better. I mean, Burrow put up probably the best season in college football history. But, let's also but it's not also Tua. He was, but also Burrow is throwing to like five yeah. like NFL receivers. That's against fair. college level. That's fair. I mean, two is so, also at Alabama. That's so. true. It's true. So, yeah. Um, I mean, but if you're if you're a Burrow right now, you're you're begging the Dolphins to make this trade. Yeah. Because for sure, I am one hundred percent hoping that I land in Miami rather than landing in Cincinnati. <laughs> My Miami has a way better front office. A way better coach, yeah. Way more structure. I think the Dolphins are set up if they play their cards right. The Dolphins are set up to, to make a run at the AFC East title. Yeah, as early as this year. As early as this year, I bet. So plus, you get the you get a year to develop behind uh, Fitzmagic. So <laughs> yes, sir. The man, the myth, the legend. We love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I've. I don't know why I love him either. I just do. I mean, he comes out in interviews with like, you know, like three buttons down in his shirt, all the yeah. check hair and the sunglasses. He's looking pretty sharp. You know, he's had a, he's had a kid in every city he played in. Really? How many kids does he have? Like eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so funny. Um, but I also Burrow kind of just fits with the Bengals. His just with his family being from there, from Ohio, Ohio girlfriends yeah. from Cincinnati, it just fits. And I don't see the Bengals training out of it. Even if the Dolphins offer them like the world, I think they've just had their heart set on Joe Burrow. But I do have an interesting theory that we can talk about. I think I heard. I've, what, I was looking at your at your idea, and I heard I heard other people putting yeah. out some pretty similar ideas. Mm-hmm. It's if the Dolphins offer a make make like a really nice offer to the Bengals in terms of draft picks and future prospects. Mm-hmm. I the the Bengals could very well make a very significant upgrade quickly. But yeah. You run us through your your plan. Right. So there's some pretty good uh quarterback free agents on the market. Um Cam Newton's working hard. I think he's going to come out of this in total revenge mode. Um, I I see him doing really well next year. And um, one thing the Bengals could do is they could go out, they could sign Cam Newton. They could go out, they could sign Antonio Brown, which, you know, 
it's it's pretty unlikely that someone signs Antonio Brown, but um, I I think he's done with the ball. Alden Smith was just signed by the Cowboys, so anything's possible, right? <laughs> it's true. Um, so they go out, they get those two, and then they spend their first round draft pick on Chase Young. You you're kind of contenders right there. I mean, you got Cam Newton, you got Antonio Brown, you got is Chase Young going to be available at the three spot though? Well, they just spend the number one pick on Chase Young. The Bengals. No, but what I'm saying is if the Bengals trade with the Dolphins, they lose the number one spot. But what if they don't trade with the Dolphins and they take Chase Young at number one? And then they sign A.B. and Cam Newton. Yeah. Okay. What if – okay. It's not going to happen, but it's intriguing. What if, what if they decide that they like Andy Dalton? No. No. No, 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 no. no, no. What if what – if, no, just hear me out. Okay. What if they decide, like, like, Andy Dalton isn't the reason we're losing games. He's, like, a fine average quarterback. Like, he's not a liability. They trade with the Dolphins to get, like, four uh, top three round picks. They make huge upgrades at O-line. They still have the number three pick overall, so they can still get like a game-changing uh, player. Mm-hmm. They can still take Tua if they want, I guess, to develop behind Dalton. And they also have those future picks. I I think if I'm the Bengals, I I want to make this trade. Okay. But also the the problem with the Bengals runs much deeper than talent. <laughs> I, I think they're just their front office ruins players. Yeah. I mean, so and one, another thing to consider, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is going to be available next year. If you're still, oh, he's going to the Patriots. Show. if you're still God awful, I mean, you'll get a Patriots. high pick and you can pick Trevor Lawrence. If nothing works out for you. Um, Cameron thinks he's going to the Patriots. It's possible. Okay. Hear me out. I don't know about that, man. Now, Max, hear me out. Okay. A lot of the, teams that have huge quarterback needs this year are filling that need with this draft right mm-hmm. so the dolphins probably the Bengals. um who else needs a court probably the, the chargers guess, but the chargers have tyrod taylor so i they're, guess they're they gonna roll to, with tyrod taylor i don't think it's the future but right so if they want to if the chargers want to draft someone to sit behind tyrod taylor for a year but a lot of those teams are filling those needs this yeah. year in the draft, right? So there's not a huge need for quarterbacks next year, which means even if the Patriots have, like, the 11th pick next year, it's, they, they can still get Justin Fields or someone like that. Or even if they have, like, the 7th pick. Trevor Lawrence, I can see Trevor Lawrence falling down to 7 or, like, 7 through 11 just because of the I don't needs see that getting at all. What if he I, has an off year? What if he has an off year? The only reason Trevor or, Lawrence what if he gets tops, injured? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. The only reason he would drop out of like the top five, top three would be an injury, I think. I just think there are a lot of a lot of the QB needs are being filled this year. Yeah, but someone will trade up. I mean I I, I think so. I have a hard time seeing a quarterback potentially one of the best prospects we've ever seen fall out of the top five just because less teams need quarterbacks. 
That's fair. But then also, why not the Patriots trade up? And also, that? also, there are teams that might not need quarterbacks right now, but 365 days from now, it could be a completely different story. That's true, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not even saying yeah. it's statistically probable. I'm just saying it's possible. There is a like I wouldn't be shocked, like completely blown out of my mind if this happens. Yeah. Okay. I think that hits that point because you you wrote something that said Bills or Dolphins. I think that was the point. Dude, Dolphins. Yeah. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> I'm going Bills. I got you, Connor. They're your Super Bowl pick, which doesn't make any sense. It's it's like a Super Bowl pick with an asterisk. It's early. You know, it's not it's not like an official Super Bowl pick. The Chiefs Cameron. are gonna win it again. They're that's so the, good. That's the easy pick. So right? It's the right pick, probably. I don't know. Saints Chiefs, final pick. All right. Do we want to talk about Dak Prescott a little bit? I hate the Cowboys. They're so dumb. Yes, we both hate the Cowboys. I think I hate them a little more than Cameron, which is you staying do, a lot. But yours is more biased because yeah. you're a Redskins fan. Right. I just um, hate them because they're dumb. The Cowboys are, like, refusing to pay Dak Prescott. I mean, they're paying all of their guys. They've given long contracts yeah. to Zeke, Amari Cooper, um, Jalen so Smith. Funny. Like, but they won't give a long-term deal to your franchise quarterback or maybe your franchise quarterback, if you're listening on audio, I put air quotes. Franch- he did put air quotes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Jerry Jones has complete trust in Dak Prescott. I mean, you can't say he does because if he did he would have a deal by now i don't know i i just don't understand what they're doing yeah i think what they did was they signed like eight eight people and realized they had no cap space left and they were like oh jack we forgot about you sorry yeah like also i i I don't think both parties are innocent though like i i think dak deserves a long-term deal but he's Mm -hmm. asking for a lot of money for he is a, a stunningly average quarterback. He's, I wouldn't say he's average. I'd say he's in the top half of the league. Yeah, but yeah, he's not. Sure. He's not a top five quarterback. He's right. probably not a top ten, but he's around that ten eleven maybe. He's 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 a good quarterback. He's yeah. he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's making, if he if he's your franchise quarterback, then you will give him whatever money he asks for. No, that's if he's your guy. No. If he's your guy, you will pay whatever. Not if you have no cap left because you gave it all. Well, to your that's team. their problem, right? <laughs> they're so they they're not focusing on Dak Prescott. Instead, they're going out and signing Alden Smith, a guy who's had three DUIs, yep. three accounts of possessing an illegal assault weapon, yep. made a bomb threat to an airport, and he has domestic violence in uh, history. As you do, as you do. So, how is Dak Prescott feeling about this? He he sees the news report. He's feeling well. Hey, he's probably feeling disrespected because yeah, he's for sure his breath. But also, I think that he needs to do the math in his head and realize they can't pay me what I'm asking for. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like even if he does deserve it, which I think I think he deserves to get like somewhere around what he's asking for me too especially long term but yeah. if you just do the math he he can't i, I don't feasibly see him getting it 
Well, one thing he could do, and we saw Zeke do it last year, he could sit out. I mean, it worked for Ezekiel Elliott. Who's to say he sits out of training camp who first is couple their games? Quarterback? I don't know. That's the I have thing. absolutely no clue who is. That's who the thing. As a Redskins fan, that would be awesome. But, you know, it might be his best move if he wants to play for the Dallas Cowboys and he wants to get that money. Because if he sits out, then they really got to make a call, right? They're either saying, you know, we're going to let him go or we're going to pay him big time. Or maybe it's time for him to be a leader and take a salary hit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You see some also, quarterbacks do that. I, I, I like that. I like just, winning. Yeah. No, me too. Except when it's the Cowboys. Oh, Have right. we gone over the fact that they hit the Cowboys? A little bit. Okay. I, I also, I'll never understand that idea in the NFL where it's like he can't stand the difference between like 35 million and 30 million. Like, I, yeah. Like at a certain point, it's like money's not an object anymore. I think it's sort of the pride in being like the biggest deal of all time, right? That'll probably last like two off seasons. Yeah, that's called being selfish. And yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's the reason a lot of teams fail. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I've seen this with, uh, with Bryce Harper. We love Bryce Harper here. Yeah, not really. He's, he's hey, if he ever wants to come on the show, he can feel free. Yes, we Bryce, have, I take that back. Please come a on lot the show. Of, we have a lot of questions for him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is sort of just a small note. Um, but Adam Schefter was on a talk show and he was talking about how free agent deals, a lot of them aren't technically signed. So theoretically, yeah. if a team goes into the draft and they land like someone they weren't expecting to they sort of luck out they technically have the ability to take back a free agent deal i i don't see it happening but it's technically possible what is what does it mean that a lot of the free agent deals aren't signed yet well they with the, the whole social distancing thing they can't come together and sign the papers it's an agreed upon deal but it's not like on paper it's not a contract yet interesting are i wonder who that affects the players oh i meant <laughs> i know for example <laughs> like brady has officially signed yeah i i don't know which one specifically i'm sure a lot of like the smaller guys like the smaller yeah. deals it's... yeah um but that could be interesting i don't see it happening but there's I always be a huge thing there's always that possibility i think it's I think happened about- with uh, Josh Norman, like they offered him like a franchise tag and then he, they withdrew. And that's how he became a Redskin. That's so but, funny. Uh, I think that's like the only time it's happened. He's with the, the Bills now, right? Is he? I haven't even seen that. Yeah, it was him and Stefan Diggs were like their two big signings. Uh, well, Norman's not that great anymore. I've seen a lot of him recently. He's, 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 good. he's good. He's he's average, I guess. He's good. Um. So... There was a tweet by, I think, someone who worked at LSU. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was one of their direct employees or some. He had some connection to the team. Um, and he released, like, a list of all of the sports and how much money each one made, how much profit they got. So I'm going to read it off real quick. It's pretty interesting. So football, men's football, uh, $56.1 million in profits. Okay. The next closest, men's basketball, 
1.62 million bank. So right off the bat, 55 million drop. Um, and then yeah. ba- <laughs> baseball is the only other sport that has made a profit. And that is only $569,000. Yeah. Every other sport combined for $23 million in losses. And uh, the worst one was gymnastics at a negative 2.2 million. So sports are they running? Yeah. If gymnastics was the worst loss at 2.2, how does that that add up? Well, they're, they're probably all around one or two and that'll add up. That's still 22 sports. I'm a lot of sports, Max. Yeah. So football, as we can see is sort of carrying college sports in terms of profits. Yep. Yet the football players are not getting paid a nickel. I've been saying this for years. The NCAA needs to pay its players. Mm-hmm. And if they, don't, if they don't pay their players, they at least need to relax the rules. For sure. It is, the, the players are giving themselves up, their bodies, their lives, their time yeah. for this organization. And in return, the organization gets to rule their lives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any, any sense. Yeah, like, I mean... A if small a player, player can he, a, like a player is making money for the NCAA and he's not seeing any returns. Like all the returns he gets are either from the school or from uh, like family members, but it's it's never from the NCAA. All the NCAA is profit. It's like it's like what's the word I'm looking for? A parasite. That's what it is. It's a, it's a parasite that just sits there. And uses them for money and then just pushes them to the side. Nice word. No, they're going out there. They're risking their bodies. I mean, a lot of these guys are getting concussions. And, you know, a very small percentage of those players go on to the NFL. So a lot of these people are getting concussions, which can lead to later problems. And then they're going, you know, to just a normal job. And they're getting really no compensation for it besides, you know, I guess scholarships, but I feel like it's a million dollar industry and they're getting nothing. The the question is, should the gymnastics players also uh, players, gymnasts also be paid? Should baseball players also be paid if football is making ninety eight percent of the profit? Yeah, I I maybe they get something, just not as much. Um, yeah, I mean. Football is really carrying, like it's not even close. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but it's also, it's dependent on schools. Like, oh, I sure. assume for Duke, their football program is not making as much money as their basketball program. Yeah, like LSU is so an exception, probably. At that point, it probably would, would it then change by school. So, like, would Duke men's basketball players make more than LSU men's basketball players, and how would that compare to football? And then does that change how recruiting happens? Like, do yeah. players start going to Duke because those players get paid better or get better mm-hmm. benefits? And does LSU start getting more players because those players get paid better? Yeah, and do better players get paid more than, like, bench warmers? Right. Know? Yeah. It's, it's a big question. Um, definitely interesting. I, I am no economist, <laughs> so I'm not going to even, like, try to try to figure out how – the paying would work right but 
in in summary, I think the NCAA needs to pay his players or at least find some way of making the rules more lenient or giving them some sort of benefits besides just a team photo and a ring if they win. <laughs> well, I mean, they are getting, you know, an education. A lot of them get scholarships. Yeah, but, but you, can, you can go to college without being a player. There's like no incentive. Okay. I mean, I still think they should get paid, but I think they're coming no, out I, with a little more than a team photo. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so Ty Law, a former linebacker, um, mm-hmm. I guess he went to a couple Pro Bowls. Uh, a story came out where he he, he did do that. Yes, he, he went to a couple. He was, he was good at his profession. He, he was he was all right. He was okay. Um, so he released like a story or a statement or something that said Peyton Manning at the Pro Bowl would come up and try to get him drunk to get information about their defense. And Ty Law, being you know a veteran, mm. wasn't going to let that happen. Sure. But this is interesting to think about. If Peyton Manning went up to Ty Law, who's to say he didn't go up to like some rookie and you know do the exact Peyton same Manning's thing? A savage. Peyton Manning's a this savage. This is awesome. As I, it's I, I want to know what the success rate was of that of that. Practice. It's probably pretty low. It has to be right. He probably got maybe maybe three or four people, <laughs> and there, it also couldn't have been like big secrets. Oh yeah. But imagine if someone just gives away their defense. Like I was, I was hearing uh, Pat McAfee talk about this. And he was like, I mean, if you're some rookie and Peyton Manning walks up to you in a bar and, you know, you like exchange phone numbers. And what I'm you, saying. you want to flatter Peyton Manning if you're a yeah. rookie. Yeah. I, I, I just, I can't imagine the return rate was, was, it was I can't imagine it was worth his time. Like, like the amount of work he put in. I mean, probably. I mean, what what else is he going to do at the Pro Bowl? He's hanging out with guys. He's having fun. That's fair. <laughs> the The Pro Bowl is its own thing. It's so yeah. dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, they can't really do it in the middle of the season because injuries and whatnot. Right. But, I mean, like in basketball, it's sort of easy to not go 100% and still have, like, a decent game. Yeah. But we're, for football, I mean, you have to go 100 or nothing. I think they should have to get rid of the game itself. I, I think they should have, like, the skills showdown and the dodgeball game and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. then just not have the game. Would players come to, like, a skill showdown if there wasn't a game, though? Maybe, yeah. A lot of the players hate the game, too. They would have to like, pay. That, that's why – well, I mean, that, that, that's why so many players, like, don't go to the Pro Bowl. Like, there yeah. are a lot of players who get – selected to go and then just don't go because they're afraid of what might happen if they get hurt or um if they end up going far into the playoffs and then they don't like they get hurt in the pro bowl yeah so i think they should get rid of the game or make it like like a flag football game but that would actually be really cool but keep all of the like the skills showdown and the dodgeball that kind of stuff yeah i think that's make it way more like fan centric yeah yeah for sure um this is an interesting story and one that you were probably not expecting to hear. The NFL is broadcasting one of the playoff games next year on Nickelodeon. Is it? Yes, the Nickelodeon that like, like six-year-olds watch. Like live? 
I think so. Are, is it like as a replacement? No, it's not, it's not a replacement. Okay, so it, it, they're not choosing Nickelodeon over Fox. <laughs> no, okay. imagine that though. Oh my gosh. Awful business decision. Well, I still think this is a little, a little wacky. I mean, what are they trying to do? I guess they're trying to appeal to the younger crowd, but like, maybe, like how young? I mean, think about the people that watch or the kids that watch Nickelodeon. They're like 12 year olds who watch Nickelodeon. Yeah, but I feel like if there are like six to eight year olds who want to watch football, like they're going to find a way. Like, I feel like this promotion is not really going to do anything. I mean, also like, if, if if your dad wanted to watch football or your mom wanted to watch football, you were going to watch it anyway. Yeah. It's, not, it's I mean. not like the kids are controlling the remotes in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one thing that would be really cool, if they had like like SpongeBob, like CGI, just like out, the, out there on the field. Okay. Adam Silver told Donald Trump that he wants pro sports leagues to lead the way in restarting the economy. I, I don't know why that's a story or why he thought that was going to make a difference. Like, yeah, of course he does. That's how running a business works. Of course you want your business to lead the way in restarting the economy. I'm sure every other big business person in the world has said that to him also. Jeff Bezos, (laughs) Bill Gates. Like, yeah, that's how making money works, buddy. Yeah. So I, as if like Donald Trump was sitting in his office and Adam Silver gave him a call and Donald Trump was like, oh, you know what? That is what I'm going to do. You're right. Let me, let me just do that real quick. Yeah. Like, and I know, I know he just had a, like a meeting with all the commissioners and whatnot. And I think he said he wanted to get things started by like August. But that's... He also he, said he wanted to get stuff started by Easter. He, he didn't consult with any medical experts, so that's probably Good. not going to happen. So, you know, we're doing, we're doing great here. Well, he is the form, the the leading expert on coronavirus. Oh, for self, self, sure. Self-proclaimed. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um. I would like to move to this. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of discussion about whether or not the NBA season will continue. Yeah. And if it does, how will that look in terms of length and, um, like, will fans be there? And that kind of stuff. So I wanted to get your opinion on whether or not you think the NBA season is going to begin again or continue and how it's going to look. Um, I do think they're going to kick things off eventually. It's probably going to be pretty late into this summer. Um, I saw a Kevin Love interview on Trevor Noah and he asked him like the same question, like, what do you think is going to happen? And he basically said like, once you know, the social distancing has passed and whatnot. Um, these guys are still going to need a training camp of some sort. So we're probably going to see like a one or two week period where the guys are getting back into shape because right now, you know, a lot of them probably don't have the ability at home. Like they probably don't have a home gym, all of them. Um, so they're going to be a little bit out of shape. Um, so like a one or two week period where they get back into shape. Um, and then maybe a one to two week regular season into like a shortened playoffs. I think that's what we're looking at. Whether fans will be there, I don't know. Um, it's it's really all unknown. 
that also means a really short off season though. Like if they're ending in like yeah. September and then they're expected to start again in November, that's a really, really short off season. That's true. But they're not playing basketball right now. That's true. I just, I, I also wonder what that looks like for rookies because then the rookies only have like two months to get acclimated to the offensive system and yeah. just the league in general. Even with the NFL, because yeah. they might not have as much training camps and whatnot. I think, I, I think the league will, I don't know. I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, actually, I was about to say it's going to start again. And yeah. then as I was saying those words, I was thinking about it. And I, I, I don't see it happening anymore. I, think, I just I think, had a full 180. I think they, they won a champion. I they think they probably do. And I think just in terms of like what the world needs right now, kind of like similar to the NFL draft where like people just need a reason to get excited. Yeah. I think NBA basketball would be perfect for like people to watch and people to get excited about. But I, I don't see stuff happening uh, like the world getting better in time mm-hmm. for an NBA season to continue and the playoffs to finish before um, there's like enough of a time period between next season and the end of the season. Yeah. And I think it's a little different than something like baseball because it's already started, you know, baseball hasn't started. So we're kind of looking like, is this thing actually going to happen with the NBA? You know, it just doesn't have an ending. Right. Like, um, but you know, I, I know with baseball, they said they were willing to play into like November. Um, but even that, like baseball has a cutoff date because of winter, yeah. right? Because snow and whatnot. Um, and they play 162 games. Like <laughs> they, they that's going to be hard to get in. Yeah, especially they, they don't really have breaks in between anyway. So yeah, it, I mean, there's like, like the All Star break. That's they it. They can cut out and and fill those times. Like the baseball season is going to be cut short. Yeah, I saw like maybe increased double headers and whatnot, but that also leads to like pitchers getting tired and do we need to increase the roster size and yeah a whole bunch of new problems i think the nfl really lucks out here because mm-hmm. it, it happened at the perfect time where the nfl ends and they have a while before they start so the nfl gets to like watch the nba and mlb figure it out and like take over that first wave and then the mm-hmm. nfl can see what the mlb and nba do and then like fix those errors and then also take it on when it's like hopefully less severe. So I think the NFL really lucks out just in terms of timing. Yeah. And you mentioned the rookie thing earlier. I think that's going to be the one effect on the NFL. I think rookies are going to have a much less, a lower impact this year. Like someone like if Tua ends up with the Dolphins, you know, he's probably not going to start day one. I don't know if he was anyways, but you know, if there's no training camps or a lot less training camps, then. I don't see him starting. I, I think veteran teams are certainly going to have a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Just teams that already know the playbook and teams that are surrounded by like a good front. Like they already have an advantage over the younger teams and maybe the teams that are still figuring stuff out, but even more so this year, like teams that have a, an established playbook and an established culture. Mm-hmm. Those like the, the teams that don't really need the OTAs anymore. I think I think they're going to have an even bigger advantage than they usually do. Yeah. All right. That's sort of the sports talk. 
the sports talk. Do we want to move on to, do we want to hit the questions first or do we want to hit the, the recommendations first? Let's, let's, let's hit the questions first. Cause I'm I'm excited to get some of these questions. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off with my personal favorite from our friend, Will Hillier quote, isn't it kind of a bad time to do a sports podcast? Yes. And no. And no. Because we have a lot of free time. There you go. That's one plus. But there's, but there's less sports. There's, there's a couple less sports. Like zero. A couple less sports. Like zero. That could not have been correct. All right. Um, moving on. Um, our friend Jackson asks. Um, he's pretty excited about Eric Thames going to the Nats. I am too. I'm a Red Sox so fan and I'm excited about it. This guy is huge. He's asking if Eric Thames will hit more or less than 34 home runs. Look, before I say this, I love Eric Thames. I think he's awesome and he's jacked. He is I'm a, jacked. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the under just because I think he's platooning with someone like Howie Kendrick and Ryan Zimmerman and even maybe as Drupal Cabrera. There's a lot of people that can play first base for the Nats. And I think Eric Thames will play maybe. 130 140 games um whether that's enough to hit 34 i don't know if he's hit 34 in the past he probably has um but i'm gonna take the under what about you Uh, i i was i was worried you were gonna say over 34 because i love eric thames and i love his biceps but i i just i don't see him hitting 34 i'll take the over for home runs for juan soto though Okay. Also, okay. with the sh- with the shortened season, I don't know if that's gonna going to happen. But if right. if there were a full 162, I'm taking the over all day on one Soto. I would take over on 40. Over on 40. So okay, so make a prediction. With and, and make sure you include the fact that it's a shortened season. Okay. How many well, that hom- throws everything off? You got to recalculate, Max. How many homers is Juan Soto hitting? Give me like a ballpark. Ha of like like a range of like six so like okay what, let's, your let's say they figure out this this virus and they end up playing around a hundred games okay i'm gonna say juan soto hits we'll go with his number 22 22 yes all right i can see it mm-hmm I All think right. that's that's pretty Dude, reasonable. That's, that is a reasonable that's a reasonable estimate right there. Yep. All right. So our friend Matt asks, when will the NBA season come back? We kind of talked about this. We did talk about that. Sorry. Right, my my prediction is sort of late summer. Cameron doesn't see it happening. Um, so my advice is get 2K. There you go. All right. That's not sponsored, by the way. We are not sponsored, but if 2K is listening, if Ronnie 2K is listening, we would oh, love yeah. your sponsorship. Yeah, and absolutely. you can come on the show. Yeah, if anyone's listening and they want to come on the show. Yeah, so we're going to get Bryce me. Harper and Ronnie 2K. Right. All right, All-star. so <laughs> Claire asks, how will a shortened MLB season affect the postseason? Um, and we, I sort of mentioned this earlier, like how deep can they go? They can't go much deeper than like November. Right. Um, I, th- I don't think we'll see a shortened playoffs. We might see a shortened regular season. I don't know how they would shorten the playoffs. Make, maybe make it five games instead of seven games. 
but in terms of like like teams i i think i mean i don't think they're gonna change the number of teams no i mean just like in terms like the teams that make it I, I don't. I don't see it being a huge difference. I don't think it'll change anything. Because yeah, I think I think the teams. I, I think after a certain point, like you, you kind of know who's good and who's not. Yeah, like the only thing I could see is maybe teams that have very good pitching depth because they're going to need a lot of pitchers if they play double headers and whatnot. Right. But other than that, I just don't see any. Yeah. Change really. Um. Julia Logano asks. What's your favorite position in ultimate? I can tell that she knows the positions. I, she definitely, I, I think she's already guessed actually, but she just wants to hear our confirmations. Right. Uh, right. I'll let you go first. What's your favorite position, Cameron? What's my favorite position? This one's actually a bit of, a, of an underdog here. Okay. I, I currently play handler. And for those of you who, right. who don't play ultimate, there are it's two, like the quarterback. There are two positions. There's handler and cutter. And handlers are the ones who, like, usually throw it and are the ones who are, like, throwing it to the people downfield, right? Mm-hmm. Both positions still need to catch and throw and need to be able to do that well, but handlers focus on throwing. And I play handler just because on my team, I'm one of the more experienced players. But when I play, like, so, like, for the All-Stars team, for the Fairfax All-Stars team, I play hybrid. So I'll either play handler or cutter, depending on who, like who's playing with me. And if me playing cutter, cause I'm, I like to call myself pretty fast. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm vertically challenged, but I'm, I'm very, very fast. So. If I can play with decent, like with really, really good handlers, I really excel as a cutter just cause like, I think I have good IQ and I know when to make certain cuts and I can usually beat my guy deep. So I love playing cutter, but I don't play it very often because on my team, we don't have very many people who can play handler. So I mostly play handler. And I think, I, I'm not sure, but I think handler and cutter in terms of how much they're fun to play, I'd say they're about even. Yeah, I mean, I normally play cutter but it's it's funny though because I like had the opposite of ex- experience uh, as Cameron with the All Star team. Like he, the the coach asked me to do a couple rounds of handler. I'm like, I never do this. So that it, it, I will admit it was a lot of fun. Um, handler is fun. But I'm gonna go cutter just because you can sky people. Yeah, I love skying Cameron. It's a lot of fun. Okay, well that's fine. Handler. <laughs> is way more fun when it's not windy outside <laughs> yeah that's true that's true um we have one final question from our good friend mohammed th- this is the most intellectually stimulating question of them all if i do say so myself he asks how is it going man <laughs> max i'll let you go first it's it's all right you know i'm not gonna say i'm doing good because you know we're locked up here but I think, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing about as well as I can, in, yeah. given the circumstances. Yeah, I think that's a good way. Thank, to you, thank you, Mo, for the, for the question. We very much appreciate it. We do. And keep writing in. Yeah, we appreciate all your questions, by the way. Keep them coming. We do. Yeah. So we got some uh, recommendations. We, we will move on to our 
recommendations uh, to get you through the quarantine. Yeah. Cam has a couple more. I I really, I I go hard on. Yes. Uh, So I'm going to give you guys a few artists and some recommended viewing. My artists to listen to this week are Winnie, spelled W-Y-N-N-E. She is this amazing rapper with one of the cleanest flows I've ever heard. She's so lyrical. I love listening to her. Like, that, there aren't bad songs that she produces. She's so good. Uh, then we have Nick Grant, who is also pretty underground. Uh, he is, I love his voice. He has, like, this very unique voice, and he can do a lot of stuff with it. And then we have the one, the only, Jid, J-I-D. Uh, he's pretty similar to Winnie. Uh, he's obviously way more popular. Um, but he has also one of the most insane flows, and he's one of the most lyrical people I've ever heard. And then my non-hip-hop artist is the Sons of the East, who are pretty similar to Mumford and Sons. They're very folky, but I love them. Their harmony is amazing. Oh, and follow my Spotify account. I put a lot of work in my playlists. Can he has a lot of songs in his main one. I have a lot of songs. I have a playlist called Head Bumps that is approximately 1,600 songs. Yeah. And I've been working on it for like two years. Um, I, I guess I have one um, that I came up with real quick. I didn't prepare for this. Um, I really like Rex Like Raj. I found him. Rex I think in Like, like the f- Raj? Yeah. I think he's a former uh, college football player turned rapper. He's actually really good. Um, I found out about him around Thanksgiving last year and uh, okay. he's really good. But I also have a playlist. Um, so if you're a Nats fan, you probably know FP Santangelo. Um, his son, who does broadcasting work out in uh, San Francisco, came up with this playlist. It's called Happy Quarantine. It's on Spotify. It's actually a really awesome playlist, especially for the time. Like, it's just like really just like uplifting, like good songs. Um, Let's see, like, Don't Stop Me Now, Shake It Off, Three Little Birds, you know, just stuff like that to uh, make you feel better. Happy songs. Yeah. Um, I also have a podcast that I want to put out there. Uh, The Field Guys. The Field Guys podcast. It's actually a self plug. You guys should. That's it. That's the end of the show. Um, No, it's called the it's called dissect and what this guy does his name is cole kushner and what he does is he looks at uh hip-hop artists and he goes really really in depth into their albums and the songs specifically and their meanings and their influence on the hip-hop culture and just the world in general and i'll listen to that thing like i'm a pretty lyrical guy and i listen for the words and songs and i try to figure out what they're saying but when I listen to this podcast I realize that I understand like five percent of what the meetings are like this guy goes so in-depth and it's so interesting so if, if you're into like the meanings and the more lyrical stuff this podcast is perfect for you right now I'm in the middle of his dissection of To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar does he do like individual songs like one podcast per song he, he didn't for uh, Good Kid, Mad City, or uh, Section 80, but he's doing it per song for a Butterfly. 
And I also think he does it for Dan. And I don't know what he does for Tyler, the creator. And there's also a fourth person, a third person he does. Interesting. Um, That reminds me of a podcast. It's not in any way related, but you're throwing out podcasts. Um, I like the podcast. It's called Solve. And basically what it is, is it's not like people talking back and forth, but they give you like a scenario and a bunch of like information and you try to solve a crime. It's usually like a murder and it's just, you play the detective pretty much. And at the end, it gives you like four or five options and you have to decide who did it. Um, so I really like that. I remember you played that for me once and I, I thought I had it. And, yeah, and you were wrong. wrong. You were wrong. And it made me so angry because yeah. I was definitely sure I was right. But you weren't. All I right. should have been. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about your about my, uh, my viewing? viewing recommendations? Yes. I have, I have two viewing recommendations. The first one is The Patriot Act by uh, Hassan Minaj. Love that guy. Max and I both love this show. This guy used to be on The Daily Show as one of the correspondents. And essentially what he does is he just looks at an issue in society and he goes like really in depth and does extensive research about it. And he talks about like what we can do to fix it and what the main problems behind it are. But he also puts like a comedy twist on it. So it's not super serious. Um, It's pretty jovial, if I do say so myself. It's another big word for you, Max. There you go. Um, it's a great show, very entertaining, and it's also very educational. So if yeah. you if you like your news presented to you in a more uh, interesting, entertaining way, he's definitely the way to go. Yeah, it's like a fun way to learn. Yes. Yeah. It's like PBS for adults. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. I was proud of that one. And then my second one is a classic. It's The Hangover. Yeah. Um, it's you know what it's it's just solid all around you know i haven't seen it is it on netflix it is on netflix that's where i'm watching it nice um so i have a couple movies um the first one is inception i don't know if it's a classic yet but it's gotten a lot of praise it's very classic yeah leos are always great um you really got to pay attention it's a very complicated movie i had Um, i had to read the the synopsis on Wikipedia because I got lost like halfway through. Oh yeah. I'm um, a smart guy. I got lost. And then my other one is Mudbound, which is like I think it takes place during World War II. It's one of the World Wars. Um, but basically a soldier comes back. It's about um kind of an African American family living on the plantation of um, you know, another family and their relationship. It's really good. Um, and then I have a TV show. Um, it's on right now. It's about halfway through. Um, but you can join in. You can watch it. Okay. Right now. Um, if you guys aren't watching or haven't seen Survivor, you oh, need God. to start watching now. You need to get over it's, Survivor, man. It is insane. It is. And also uh, for, uh, for Jeff, Jeff Probst, who's definitely watching this, um, yes. know, I'll, I'll, I'll submit a casting tape and uh, you can cast me on the next season. Of Survivor? Yeah. Yeah. Max, I've seen like 30 seconds of Survivor, and I can already tell you be, you, you would not go well in that show. I would win. I don't I think win. you would. I, I would win. Max, this isn't a shot at you. It's a, it's a shot at your, the way you fit with the show. I don't see it. Cameron, 
I would vote you off first. Just wanted to let you know that. That's because I am physically weak and not. Oh, that's not why. Survive in the wild. Oh, why is it then? Because you're throwing shots. Isn't that what everybody <laughs> does in that show? Isn't that the whole point of this show? Not, no, no, not at all, actually. I feel like it is. All right. Um, Max, I'll take shots whenever I want to take shots. And you but uh, if you do watch um, the, the show and you want a good podcast, um, Survivor Specialists is awesome. You should go check they have them a out. podcast about Survivor? They have more than one, Cameron. They have a lot of podcasts. There are multiple? Jeez. Well, think about it. We like sports. There's people that like yeah. reality TV. Why not start a podcast? Yeah, but that's like if we did an entire podcast, like just about like the NHL. Okay. I just, and? I, I just feel like there's not enough content there. Oh, I, I watched every episode of theirs. There's definitely enough content. I, I, I'll, I say if you, watch, if you watch the show, you'd know. All right. You know what show I, I you know what show I, I watch? Lil, Lil Dicky made a, a show on FXX called uh, Dave, because that's his name, and I've seen clips from it. It it looks very entertaining. It's a yeah. comedy. I want to start watching that. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up wraps for it up. this episode. Thank um, you for uh, for joining us today. Thank you very much. Remember to follow us on all social media platforms. Yes, we are actually now on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Um, we're on Google Play. Uh, we're we're on pretty much everywhere where you can find a podcast. Um, so now you have and options of to, where to listen to us. Shout out to Max for setting that all up. Very impressive. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for joining us. Remember to to keep sending in those questions. Yes. We really appreciate please, it. Please, please. We love, we love answering them. Yes, we love them. All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. Tell your friends. Bye, yes, everybody. Please. See you.